Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. It's a November to remember. Yes, we survived Halloween, and now it's on to some November things. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So I... So November things, some November We're things. We're gonna go with that. Yeah, we'll just do. We'll just, yeah, we'll do November things, and Let's it'll be November things. See, you can do the November to remember. You can do the December to remember. January gets a little dicey. It's like the <laughs> January to uh, January. I don't know. There's nothing that really. Ro- there's nothing that rolls. February to remember. No, you can, it just kind of peters out until about October, November. Yeah. So the next couple of months are going to be to remember. Okay. So I had um I had the pleasure of having probably it's one of the best burritos in Oklahoma City or anywhere surrounding. And it's just a meat burrito with cheese and sour cream and sauce. I know where you're going. Where where am Lo- I going? Los Tacos. Los Tacos. I'm telling you the place hits a home run every time. The yellow tortilla. I mean, they're so friendly. The saddest part is there used to be one in downtown Moore. They had to close down. You know, COVID kind of hit. Business got kind of slipped. So now they've got it's down to Los Tacos 2 on uh, 89th and freaking Penn. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, I'm of the opinion what? that all things COVID should be vigorously deleted yeah like i'm so sick of hearing about things that got ruined by covid yeah i'm kind of sick of the fact that the dollar bill seems to stretch about 72 cents of where it should it really does and you can lay a lot of that on the shoulders of that which will not be named anymore well you know the thing about it is support local is one of the best ways to restore restore that infrastructure that was damaged them i think Small business was hit the hardest with that thing that shall not be named. Absolutely. And I think as far as this show goes, we have a lot of small businesses and more importantly, small communities uh, that are doing some neat things. And I think if you are looking for something to do, we get you lined up. We do. And starting it off, this thing has been going on forever. And that is the St. Elijah Mediterranean Food Festival. How do you feel about Mediterranean food? It's damn good. I like Mediterranean food. I'm not 100% sure where Los Tacos rates on the scale versus Mediterranean food. I I wouldn't try to... It's Yeah, I wouldn't... Man, you can't compare. No. But the uh, St. Elijah Mediterranean Food Festival, November 4th and 5th, at the St. Elijah and Antioch Orthodox Christian Church in Oklahoma City. This is a really cool festival that's been going on for quite a bit. Uh, a lot of traditional favorites, though, like cabbage rolls. What's it called? Uh, Talami. Mm-hmm. Which Talami? is a Middle Eastern buttered bread Whoa. that has been... The recipe was passed down from the original settlers who founded the church in 1920. That's a long time. A hundred-year-old recipe. A hundred-year-old bread. I don't think the bread is a hundred years old. You're probably right. That's more than a, anything more than day-old bread, I'm out. A hundred years, we're, yeah, we're talking nah. 
Yeah, but they're also going to have uh, things like fresh pita, homemade hummus, tabbouleh, uh, oh, desserts. A Mediterranean Sunday? Help! <laughs> well, if it's anything like the baklava, oh, I'm going to say yeah. that it's probably over the moon. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have just about, I, th- I think they're going to have almost all of your Mediterranean favorites. Yes, and then not only are you going to be able to eat that stuff there, but they they do have the what they call the culinary cupboard, oh, where okay. you can purchase all of the foods from the hot menu, refrigerated or frozen, and you can kind of bring this festival oh, home with you. That's unheard of. I, if the fair did that, you know how many people would have a hundred thousand corn dogs. Fried, I was going oh. to go with the Twinkies, but deep, yeah, <laughs> don't get any bright ideas. Yeah, like. Uh, how many of these will fit in a standard standard to go by like might, freezer? Yeah, right. You pay. You have to pay at the door by the pound, like a buffet. Um, but they also have guided tours offered throughout the day to showcase to showcase the church's ancient history, beliefs, architecture, and uh, it's it looks like a lot of fun. Listen, dinner and a movie. One thing, dinner and some and some actual history. I'll take it if you're looking to impress a date. This is it. I think you might be able to do it with this. We'll include a link in the show notes if you're interested. Check it out. I know a, real quick about impressing a date. Uh, I worked with a guy, uh, Owen Pickard. He was a DJ uh, with me at JKFM, and he said he took his he took a girlfriend out one time, and she, he said to her, "Hey, I'm going to take you out to dinner." She's like, "Where?" He's like, "One of those places that that make your food for you in front of you." She's like, "Oh, that's great." True story. He took her to Subway. <laughs> it ended like that. Funnier story. I tell you that story. I find out wife at the time was friends with the girl that went on the date. They didn't know it. Owen didn't know I knew that. Hell, I didn't know that until after I told the story. So it wasn't, you know, you're thinking, okay, you're just trying to be funny. It was a true story. He took oh. her, and she didn't get a sense of humor, and it didn't. It didn't work out. He moved on. He got married. He's got two beautiful kids now. But yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Take you That's to awesome. where they make your food in front of you. That's too funny. Well, keeping with the international theme, this time we're headed to Edmond for the Edmond International Festival. That's going on November the fifth at the Edmond uh, Festival Marketplace. Uh, it's going to be an enriching cultural experience. It started back in 1975, though. Yeah, no, they actually, they were originally at UC, uh, yeah. UCO, but the festival outgrew the college. Right, it got too big for its britches. So now uh, the current venue is in historic downtown Edmond. There are tons of countries and regions showcased with showcasing their culture through, you know... Cuisine. Dis- cuisine, display booths, live performances... So, yeah, it's an interactive food festival, in my opinion, because I'm eating my way through 80 countries. Yeah, but I mean, that's not the only thing that happens at the the festival. There, there's more than food, right? Well, I understand that, but let's be realistic. You're only there for the food. I'm, I get it. I'm there for the food. But this is an all-ages event, so your families are welcome. It's a free event, and it's celebrating diversity in Edmond. I think it's a great idea. It's a great idea, and I like that they're, you know, getting every getting cultures together, showcasing something different and something completely unheard of. And if you're looking for information, just hit them up at uco.edu. 
Next up on the list is the Harvest Festival in Nawada, Oklahoma on November 12th at the Nawada County Fairgrounds. Sounds like, I just, I feel like it's like Children of the Corn. The Harvest Festival? I think of, when I think of Harvest Festival, I think of Sam Hain. There are a lot of movies that use that as a trope. And so, because a lot of the Harvest, I mean, well, literally all of the Harvest Festivals happen in the fall. Right. And Halloween happens in the fall. Right. So it's the crossover makes you sense. You get the crossover and there's some negative connotations, but I have a feeling that this Harvest Festival will allow you to embrace the fall season without having all the pitchforks and murders. Murders. Yeah, no, right. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a family-friendly event, so I think they frown upon dismembering people with uh, sides yeah, or right, sickles, right, yeah, yeah. chainsaws. Your children will be able to eat corn on the cob. They won't necessarily be children of the corn. Just children with the corn? With the corn. <laughs> but they're going to have pumpkin Olympics? They, they have a lot of interesting, <laughs> uh, a, a lot of interesting activities listed for this event. Pumpkin Olympic, Olympics is one of them. They're going to have food trucks. Obviously, that makes your list, Brett. Right. <laughs> um, they have vendors. There are some items on this list, and it's one that I think we need to add to our bucket list because there are some intriguingly vague events happening at the Harvest Festival. Okay. Like the Harvest Games. Harvest Games. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, like you said, the Pumpkin Olympics. They have something called Tulsa Jelly Ball. So I was doing a little research about Jelly Ball. I didn't know it was a thing. There's another type of ball that's a thing that I had no idea was an actual thing. Pickleball. But let's talk Jelly Ball for a second. It's basically like paintball without the high impact. You have padded, kind of a padded arena, a lot like the paintball arenas. But it also that kind of also makes me think of you remember American Gladiators. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives you me a little bit of an American Gladiators vibe. So this is a yet another sport that's making this huge surge, and you get to play it at the freaking Harvest Festival. What's what's wrong that with that? Nothing. They're also going to have something called a pumpkin derby. Okay. Which again, I'm not 100 percent sure on the details on the pumpkin derby. Right. But it's intriguing. It is intriguing to say the least. And if you yourself want to try out pumpkin ball or food truck, like me, harvest games and food trucks, you got to go to the noadachamber.org, get all that information. And coming up after the break, my, in my personal opinion, one of the greatest horror stories ever told for this time of year. If you've seen Brett and I out and about, then you probably noticed that we have some shiny new white shirts. Shiny white shirts. The only in OK logo emblazoned on the front. Mine will probably have barbecue sauce or whatever the house special burger sauce is will be on it. So here's the thing. <laughs> we ordered... We again, we talk about it all the time. You gotta, you gotta freshen things up you now gotta, and then. Um, yeah, what's fresher than white? Brett and I made a huge mistake. We ordered a box full of white t-shirts. Two boxes. Two boxes <laughs> of white t-shirts. Of white t-shirts. And so far, I think I'm on my fourth one. Yeah, I'm on my fourth shirt because uh, I'm on my fourth bottle of Stangard. Yeah. 
So uh, I think it's probably we probably we'll need to, to pick a new color. Black. I don't black I, gray. Do they have something that's hamburger grease colored? I bet we could get it. Absolutely. I think we need to reach back out to our friend Ronnie Davenport, firefighter and screen printer, right. to save the day because the white shirts, my, I think I have a little bit of buyer's remorse. I need to get a hamburger juice loose fit. <laughs> a juicy Lucy from Ronnie over at Teleport Apparel. Well, if you've made any personal decisions with your screen printing needs, that might have ended questionable. Questionably, then definitely reach out to our friend Ronnie Davenport. You can give him a call for a free quote, 405-517-2174. Or catch him on the web at tailboardapparel.com. Okay, I have a confession to make that's probably going to make me sound unintelligent. I have read a handful of books in my lifetime. I don't know if you know this or not, but I have, I have some attention issues. But, can we be honest? How honest are we looking to we, get? We're gonna be, we're gonna be super honest okay. here. Your heritage leans very heavily towards the spoken word. Yes. As. That's what it is. So. That's what it is. You're just being true to your Native American roots. Correct. But of this handful of books that I've read, stories, two of them, were Charles Dickens. The first one, Great Expectations. The second one, A Christmas Carol. Hands down, tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. If the movie was called The Ghost of Christmas Past, or if you took the Christmas out of it altogether, Mm -hmm. out of the title, would it not be a a horror story? I can see that. But there's a lot of traditional Christmas is... Christmas can be spooky. It can. There are a lot of stories that are a little on the spooky side. But A Christmas Carol, and especially watching it, depending on which version, the the original from like 1937 is scary. It's black and white. It's got the crackle pop. It's it's got primitive, primitive practical effects. The George C. Scott version, scary. I mean, the the concept itself is basically Ebenezer Scrooge getting scared straight mm-hmm. by all me by pulling at his heartstrings and pulling at his freaking you know window blinds. But I've never seen it live. The, okay, so we're talking about Lear Theater presents a Christmas Carol, and it's November sixteenth through December twenty third. At Harn Homestead in Oklahoma City. Ooh, that'd be cool. This is a unique experience. Yeah, it really is. So this is the 12th anniversary of this outdoor production at the historic Harn Homestead. It is completely reimagined as a Victorian era setting for Ebenezer Scrooge, Jacob Marley, and you know and all company. the, the yeah, spooks, all the magical spirits and spooks. So this isn't a play, though. Yeah, you literally follow. The characters from scene to scene. Oh man, that's, that is too cool. So you're moving the whole time and you're standing up. So this is not an event for everybody. And if you want the traditional, I sit in an auditorium and watch people. This isn't it. This isn't it. Well, I grew up going to, we would go for school tours aside from the Christmas Carol here to the Harn homestead. Mm -hmm. That was a thing that it was always on the calendar 
every year for a field trip. It's really cool. It is. And this transformation into the Victorian era setting is brilliant. And you're, you're basically just guided through the story physically and intellectually. Right. So this is one of those things, though. The, there are only 150 spots per showing really of this show and they sell out regularly yeah it's it's one of those things that's always going to it's a back by popular demand you know get them while it's hot kind of situation right well i mean they run it for almost almost a little over a month so that there are plenty of opportunities for you to do it but this is a barn burner dude this is something where you know it's it's not you know they don't have 27 showings a day on 13 different screens this is 70 you know or 75 minute long walking tour through a play right and like i said it's limited to 150 people per per showing so it's definitely something if you're interested in it you need to find an open spot Mm -hmm. and get it booked and you can do that at lyrictheaterokc.com well, up next, it's Retromania time. Yep, we're headed back to uh, Tulsa, November 19th through the 20th. Two, it's two days. I mean, this is another one of those get it while it's hot. But if you're into wrestling, if you're into action figures, comic books, video games, video games, uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, I mean, it's loaded. This is Comic-Con for all of the things that make you remember being a child right i mean it's it's got everything from dicky beer who actually was the boba fett stunt performer who went into the sarlacc pit <laughs> you remember that uh, i do so uh, essentially though this is a you know a comic-con they're offering a wide variety of vendors uh that have collectibles childhood favorite toys games and more they have a lot of celebrity guests similar to other Comic-Cons, but they're specific. You know, you're talking Star Wars, Pokemon, Power Rangers. Yeah, but Denise Crosby. Where else do you know her from besides Star Trek? Something that I think is a nerd alert quiz. I judge you based on where you know Denise Crosby from. Star Trek The Next Generation, she was the security officer. She was also the mom in Pet Cemetery. I did not know that. Yeah. Huh. Yep. She was the mom of that. If I was going to this, I would take a copy of my pet cemetery and have her sign it. <laughs> but yeah, this is right up. I mean, really, it's kind of really up, right up both of our alleys because there's a little bit. Again, you're going. You would you would go to her for one thing. I'm there for something else. It's a cool place. To, I like to converge with with like minded individuals. You know, we we're so tied up with our Monday through Friday. You know. Hitting that clock and being somebody, being a puppet for five days a week, it's nice to go somewhere and kind of unwind and be a nerd out. I agree, but I, I'm a fan of the, I'm a fan of the more niche cons, not the big, big, big cons. Right, and the reason is a pricing is much more reasonable. Yeah, and b it just feels more intimate. So this one. If you do the early VIP uh, entries on this, you get in an hour early on Saturday. You get some exclusives that nobody else gets. 
But more importantly, dude, it's twenty dollars. Twenty dollars is that's a cheap trip to a, to a con. That includes admission for both days. Really? Yes. Jeez. And then general admission is only eight dollars per day. Wow. So you get a weekend pass basically for twenty, and a day pass for eight. Right. And then on top of that, if you are a kid or if you have kids eleven or under, they get in free with a paid adult. Wow. That's a good deal. Right. I mean, and they also frees you up. You know, you have a few more dollars in your pocket to spend on some autographs or some toys you've been looking for, some comics. It's definitely Care Bear T-shirt, retro Care Bear T-shirt. I, I guarantee there's going to be one out there. Absolutely. And if you're interested, check them out at HeritageEventsCompany.com. All right, last one on the list today. I kind of feel like this is like an Oklahoma hero story. Why? Just because, like the the level of commitment for the people that do the for the group that is handling or has handled this particular event for the last decade or more. Mm-hmm. The Downs Family Christmas Lights in Norman, Oklahoma, November twenty fourth through January first. If you haven't heard of the Downs Family you're, Christmas Lights, you're not from around here. It is one of the most spectacular light displays that you will find at a private residence in Oklahoma. Yeah, and it really is kind of a hidden gem because it's not, it's not when you think Norman, it's not off I-35. You know, it's kind of in the dividing line between East Norman. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. I mean, so if you don't know where you're going, <laughs> you got to ask. But if you do, you know exactly where it's at. Um, it's actually in like ways. Yeah, it's there, dude. Yeah, so it's crazy. like this is a legit thing. They have been doing this since 2007. It takes them nearly 2 months of work to get set up for the Christmas lights. Dude, that is a lot of work. Yeah, so they golly, they were still working on it in uh October. Right. Gee. So they ha- um they create a just gorgeous display with two mega trees that are 70 feet tall. 10 mini trees and 20 foot long arches all created out of about 280,000 lights. That for a private residence, 280,000 lights. Each strand of light is synchronized to a specific playlist of Christmas songs. You can stop and watch or you can drive through and listen. They actually play it. They broadcast on a radio station, 99.9. Yep. And they kind of hit it big mm-hmm. in 2013 when they were chosen as one of the top 20 private home displays by ABC to be featured on the reality TV show, The Great Christmas Light Fight. I do remember that. And I'll tell you, there was another, not to take any thunder away, but there was another home that's in Edmond that was on it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And I went to that one. It's a hell of a lot easier to get to the Downs Family Farm one than it was theirs. Because it was in a suburban, upper crust neighborhood where neighbors were bitching about where the cars were parked. But right. it was cool. Yeah. But, yeah. Downs Family, I go to the Downs Family Christmas lights every year. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I, that I think is really cool, it's, yes, while, yes, it's a free light display and they've got a grand design. They also accept canned goods that then turn around and donate those to the Regional Food Bank of Oklahoma, which is a big, that's a big deal. It really is, and they do a great job of that. Uh, they they raise a lot of, or they gather a lot of food 
uh, for needy families during a important time of the year. Most definitely. It's definitely, uh, and anymore, Jiminy Christmas, there's a lot of people out there that, that could use all the help that they can get. And if you want to be a part of that. But if you want to get into the Christmas spirit, uh, check out their website, downsfamilychristmas.com, for all of the details. Well, the holiday season is, I know I'm going to just say it. I'm going to say something that's going to sound. Hey, look, can I predict this? Are you going to say gonna... it's that time of year no, again? No, I was going to say the holiday season is in full swing. That's another one you can't avoid. I just can't avoid it. Yes, I got that from the cover of a service merchandise catalog 30 years ago. Anyways, it is in full swing, and we are your hookup. And if you're going to any of these things and you get to check in with them, check out, check in with us. Let us know that you're there. Tell us how it was. And as always, we are the only in OK show. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. <laughs> and welcome to the show. Um, some slight changes that will be happening with the Only No Case show. Um, first off, let me say that uh, we've had a lot of really good years. Uh, Harley and I, with uh, doing the show together as a as a power couple, if you will, and it has been Harley's decision to uh, lessen his involvement with the show, uh, distance himself, if you will. We have to respect that because that's what he needs. So the show will continue. I know there's been a lot of people asking me, Brent, is the show going to continue? And the answer is yes. There will be some slight changes. You're saying, Brent, you said there were going to be changes you never really said the changes are going to be, and then you said there were going to be changes. You're right. <laughs> What's it like? <sighs> Watch Cabinet of Curiosities. I, I looked at it and it didn't look good to me. Did you uh, watch the other one? I finished it. Cabinet of Curiosities, 30-minute episodes, short stories Yeah. by okay. Guillermo del Toro. Del, del Toro. Del Toro. Del Toro. Very Lovecraftian. You don't even know. I'm not that. You're not even giving a freaking shot. Nope. You don't like short stories? I don't like Guillermo del Toro. There, I said it. Why would you say that? Why? Um, you didn't like Hellboy? Because. You didn't like Pan's Labyrinth? You don't no, like his I didn't vision? like Pan's Labyrinth. You don't like his vision? Uh, no, I think he's pompous. Really? Yeah. He wants to do an adaptation of at the mouth at of the madness. mouth of madness, yeah, or the mountains of madness, yeah. Just give this show a shot. I know you don't like him. It's just him producing it. It's a different director. It's kind of like the eight films to die for that they did some years back. The horror series where this director did one. This anyway. There are eight episodes. Mm -hmm. They did two episodes last night. They're releasing two tonight. They're not just doing it boom, 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 boom. Uh huh. They're going to release two for the next 
well, three days. It's like you don't even care anymore. Hey, what are you trying to do? Just tell me. Just tell me you want to break up with me. I don't want to break up with you, Harley. You ever been to Los Tacos? Yes. Much better than Guillermo del Toro. But would you eat a Guillermo del Taco? Del Taco. Oh, Guillermo del Taco. That is a food truck. No, 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 no. What? That is a, uh, that is a food critic. That's his handle, like on Twitter. Produced by Guillermo del Taco. Or that's his Twitter handle. Yeah. Guillermo del Taco. Uh huh. Dude, that, if I ever play Call of Duty again, I'll have the longest, the worst kill death ratio and the long, the longest, the longest tag gamer line. tag. The gamer tag, yeah. It's cool. They'll just call me GT. They won't even. They won't even waste the time. GDT, GDT. Okay, let's go. Why do you determine when we start? Jeez, it's like you're an executive producer or something. You basically are. You don't want to have any outtakes. It's all outtakes. It just bleeps. Three, two, one.